Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. And now for part two of the conversation. Just you, there's, there is a way to do it, and with the majority of your clothes on, it, it's not the it's not the way. No, and number also, it's not no. I I'm trying to because again I've watched enough porn in my life. I don't think I've ever watched it as a comedian. I never thought I'd sit down and watch this porn and think, oh, this is gonna be funny. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, I, that, it's that your brain, your comedy brain, like kind of shoulder checks it out of the way and it's like uh-oh something funny happened and your brain just like clicks into comedy mode and sees the funny part of it it's not like you sit there and knowingly be like i'm gonna sit here and jot down some material while these two people felt okay. each other like it's not, not gonna be that type of thing no but wait, it, a minute, it, wait a minute wait a minute you mean it, you've never watched not the avengers and then and didn't laugh <laughs> oh I man mean, dude yeah and they're always called not that, and then whatever the brand of whatever thing they're parody, parodying as a porn. Porn parodies are hilarious. They have, like oh, they're oh, God, they're God. not they're not even remotely creative with the title at all. Like they just they they say just enough to not get sued for copyright infringement, and then mm-hmm. everything else is one hundred percent photo accurate, which is hilarious. Um, there was one that actually somebody, somebody was, it was on a Facebook thread, uh, which I'm in Facebook jail right now because I'm a naughty boy, apparently. Um, but I was on a thread with somebody and they were talking about like making, it was something that was made into a porn. And I was like, you guys are never going to get crazier than 10 inch mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like, that is an actual parody porn. And it's starring, of course, it's starring a porn star named April O'Neil. Um, and oh, it is hilarious. Perfect. Yeah, we know who April is. Yeah, I know who <laughs> I mean, April like, O'Neil is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've actually hilarious. seen this from that, can't lie. Dude, it's and, hilarious. Like, I've never watched that video. No, it's super funny because they're dressed in, like, full-on, like, well-made turtle suits. Like, this is not something where they're wearing, like, a Ninja Turtle onesie. Like, it looks like actual visual effects were put into this situation. Like, somebody sat down... It was like, I have to make a high quality, but also fuckable Ninja Turtle suit. It was very weird. <laughs> it, it looked like costumes from the original movies because the, the faces of the mouse were wide open. You could right. see the inside of them. Oh, yeah, it was, it was super funny. All of them looked yeah. like they had a high budget on the suit. It was just like, that's where you spent all your money. All right, cool. Like, good for you. <laughs> I think the only one of those I willingly watched was the 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 uh, clerks, the not clerks, sure. which had James and Bob as women. It was like, okay, I watched about I watched about a minute and a half of them. Like, yeah, no, this is this isn't even watchable as a porn. The parodies are okay. Hilarious. I watched. I think the one that I watched it, it, the titles because this was like one of the first porns I've ever rented. <laughs> and it was at a convenience store that I worked for, and so and it was a friend of ours who had never seen he'd never seen porn. So I went and rented the Ghostest with the Mostest because I was told you always want the one with the funny titles. Sure. And it was kind of a parody off of the Adams Family. Instead of Cousin It, they had Cousin Tit, and it was nice. hilarious because it was a girl. <laughs> so they had all the hair and just the nipples sticking out. <laughs> it was Amazing. hilarious. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah. 
some oh, of the man. best ones some of the best it. ones are when they just don't give a shit at all where it's just like this one is edward penis hands like of course it is all right cool like you didn't <laughs> even try it didn't even try it all <laughs> you're like just just a well, handful of dildos handful of dildos is all <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know because of rule 34 of the internet you have to search for things on porn sites that aren't considered porn to see if they exist i um what was it i i saw that i was like god no no i can't unsee this now um oh it was it was a it was a superhero porno it had like batman superman and thor and spider-man and my first thought of course being a nerd was like well, you know, Batman and Superman are in the same universe, but Superman, but Spider-Man right. and Thor are are Marvel. They they don't cross over, and why would they? they yeah, and if they did, why would they cross over in a porn? <laughs> yeah, so of that's why you can't gonna... suspend disbelief. You can't suspend yeah. your disbelief. Yeah, you you don't get the cross brands. You're like absolutely not. Like you're not going to have Batman, <laughs> Superman, Thor, and Iron Man all in the same thing. Like they would never do At that. <laughs> yeah. If, if I can see it in like a legit movie, I don't want to see it in a porn. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> that, that is fair. I'll give you that. If you're going to nerd out, you got to nerd out the whole. Way. Exactly, man. Right. No half nerd. Yeah, absolutely. So let me let me ask you guys this. Speaking of nerding out, how many of the shows that are being re- renewed this year are you guys into watching? Have you guys looked at the list of shows here? Um, I haven't looked uh, at the, the list ones that of are shows. being renewed. Yeah, like, like Jamal, on TV did, shows. Uh, yeah, the renewed TV shows. Yeah, did, I uh, posted uh, up a list of a list of TV shows that are being renewed, and I mean, only one that I posted up was being canceled. That uh, um that is on that list and that's the crown because where would you go from there actually, right? Um, but <laughs> but for the most part um they uh I watched Billions I'm so glad that that show was coming back um because that's a great show but uh, a list of shows that are being renewed Brooklyn Nine Nine uh It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh This Is Us Stranger Things The Handmaid's Tale which I have not seen but heard good things. The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, Billions. Maisel, and yeah, I love that. Show. Oh, Maisel, Marvelous yeah. Mrs. Maisel is a fantastic show. Is it? Okay. And of course, Young Sheldon. And those are like, just to name a few that are being uh, renewed. Um, so Jamal did not see The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I have not, but I do like Alex Borst, uh, Borstein. I mean, she's hilarious. Yeah. Um I mean, I do watch It's Always Sunny. I haven't watched This Is Us because I, I'm i single. So I think that's a show that you would want to watch with... Uh... I watched one episode of that. And that was because Ty was on it. Ty Burnett was in one of those episodes. And I watched that oh, one. Yeah, and I was yeah, like... Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... And that's the only one that I watched. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't watch this again. Oh, so... really? It's, it, it's that? I mean, I don't... Is it a bad... You, did you not like it? or? I just... I'm just not into a lot of these different shows. Like I, I don't typically watch any show. I've that um, I never have. I've never been one that this show comes out and I watch it religiously every single week when it comes on. But I think one of the greatest things that ever happened to watching shows was the um, 
where you can actually just record it, not the VCR, but like, oh, like you can just record it and yeah, go, DVR. TiVo. And I think that's amazing. And you can just go back and watch it. And nowadays we have so many different other streaming options that we can just go binge watch stuff. I would rather do that. Um, I've never been one who was like, I, I never wanted to watch a TV show that I would get so hooked on a TV show that I wouldn't, I would fail to live my life. Like I wouldn't want to go, oh, I can't go do a show on that night because yeah, well, you know the marvelous Mrs. on, and I can't miss my show. I don't give a fuck. I, I want to be able to not be feel like I'm tied down to the TV. But now that right. we have these other options, that's definitely kind of opened up some more doors for me. Where I've watched some other things, and like The Walking Dead, everybody talks. I tried to, good lord, I tried to. I think I forced myself to watch one season, binge watch a season, and I went no. This is Which no. season was it? Because I can tell you if it was a decent season or not. Because there was a couple seasons that was just like, okay, this, they're just going through the movements here. This is not entertaining at all. The first season. It was the first really? season. Oh, and, the first yeah, season? and I was, I but to me, it was because it was so, like, depressing. I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I have enough depressing, horrible shit happening and drama in my life anyways. I don't need to come home and watch that shit. Like, I can live my life and have all the drama I want. And then some. I have enough drama to share. I'll give you all my drama. Well, that's how you make your your life into a show, Marianne. Oh Lord, I'm if most people won't even believe half the shit that you know. This is this is why my family goes only Marianne. Like the shit that that happens. Like again, do you guys remember me saying, "Show me on the calendar where 2020 hurt you"? (laughs) That's that's a reality so uh, it's all that drama you shirt marianne uh, I, I you know what i think that i think that's marketable yeah and everybody in the entire fucking world can relate to of all these shows on this list jamal i think i've only watched two of them three of them um stranger things which i'm glad it's coming back because i i really like the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel definitely w- cannot wait for that to come back. Yeah, and then Young Sheldon is actually pretty good. Um, I was actually surprised that a spinoff of the uh, of the the you know, Big Bang Theory actually was is probably more successful than the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, um, the I character, mean, that was a great writing. I think some of those shows are really good. I mean, you know, like uh, which first off, I have to bring up. I think that like Marvel. Mar- Marvelous Miss Maisel is actually a good show, but now I really want there to be a Marvelous Miss Mabel. Like, I really want that show to exist now, now that Jamal said that. Like, I really want that to be a show. <laughs> I feel like it would be a Tyler Perry Presents show, and it would be a really good one, as opposed to all the other shit that he pulls out. The Tyler oh, Perry Presents with Mrs. Maisel? Yeah, yeah I think that'd be No, good. no, no, no. No, Mabel. Presents Marvelous Miss Mabel. Mabel. Like, it's, yeah. That's what I said! <laughs> Um, and have, but, and have it star like like fucking Tiffany Haddish, right? Yeah, have Tiffany Haddish from another. Um, <laughs> this is us. This is us. This is us. Is a good show. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is fine if you like slapstick stuff. Like it's fine. Um, I watched like the first couple episodes and I, I got tired of it quick. And I like. Right. Yeah, it's kind of one of those. That's definitely one of those shows that's like a love or hate. Um, I'm happy that Stranger Things is coming back, but I don't watch it anymore. Um, that doesn't, it's not necessarily that I don't like it. I just got bored with it. So I haven't been paying attention. I didn't pay attention to season three at all. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy it's coming back though, because it, it is a good show. It's just one of those ones that I definitely have to be in the mood to watch. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of shows on that list that are really solid. Like, I'm actually happy that most of them are coming back, and uh, I think they made a good choice with them, you know? There, there was they chose the right ones to bring back. There was 164 on that list, and I was like, ugh, I'm not going to go through all... I mean, I figured I'll go... 164? Of, of either shows that are either going to be canceled or brought mm, back, and yeah. I just was like, well... These are the ones that people are talking about. And I didn't, and again, with the one that was canceled, the ones that were getting canceled were ones I didn't even hear, I've never even heard of. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about these shows. But I know people <laughs> did, people have talked to me about The Crown. And um, and I was like, oh, that's getting canceled. And on the, and I took it off my notes, but I was like, you know, thank you, Meghan Markle. Um, right. Know, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's getting canceled. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, you know that that's a show that I'll probably watch at some point, but it's not on my you know list of priorities. There's, I, I mean, think about what what the premise is. It makes sense that it would be a good show, but it's yeah. very limited. But then it's like you have to give a shit about the royal family in order to really like. That's sit why down I have that I don't give two craps about that family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Handmaid's Tale is actually a fantastic show. I mean, like it's objectively it is a very very good show and it's one of those ones that i'm really happy it's coming back um elizabeth moss to me can't do any wrong like she's such a good actress um that she she always attaches herself to good projects um so i was kind of sold on handmaid's tale when it first came out anyway but then when i actually watched i was like oh shit this is like an actually really actually a good well done show (laughs) Um, that's actually probably my favorite show on that whole list. Um, I watch so many dark and messed up television shows and movies anyway, so I'm used to that. But Handmaid Tale is right up there at the top, just solid, solid TV. Yeah. That's one I think that I would like to do like a binge watch on. I want to see, I don't want to just get one show, I want to watch them all. I mean, um, I know the one that I just watched. I'm, I'm, don't tell me the ending because I haven't seen the, the finale yet. Um, is WandaVision. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. that one? Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. not watched the, I have not watched the final episode yet. We've been it's trying okay. to. I, I might watch it tonight. It, probably it was good. I, I don't remember exactly anything that happened. I, need, I may need to rewatch it, but yeah. No, it was, it was good. I remember. It was one that we started watching it and Romeo was like, the first episode. This is stupid. I don't want to watch this. I said, well, let's watch the next one. This is stupid. I don't like this. I go, let's watch the third one. He goes, this is good. <laughs> you know, because the first two episodes, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And it's then when right. you, it, once, yeah. once it starts getting into there and into the, and look, that sounds like one of the other reasons why I haven't, I, I wait to watch a lot of these different things because I wait to hear what the responses are. And that was the response about WandaVision. The first two, it doesn't make any sense, but you got to to be invested for the whole series because then you it starts pulling other information in and then you go, oh, damn, that was brilliant. And that's one of those that did that. That's, and I really like that. And I guess um, uh, from what I'm hearing, the uh, um, Winter Soldier and... Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon. Oh my God. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier is the same way that it's going to be a season like that. That it's going to be, uh, it's like what eight shows? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, ten episodes, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to probably. I was going to watch that, and I was like, when I heard that, I was like, no, we'll go ahead and wait. 
I want to get some in there. So, I mean, you know, the problem is you always risk somebody spoiling the ending or spoiling something. Yeah, but... well, that's, that's definitely the problem of DVRing stuff or, or you know, waiting to the end of the season to binge watch the whole series. It's because it will be all over the internet. You, you can't get away from it. And uh, it just the only way to not know anything about it is just not be on the internet. And that's honestly, that, that sucks. Right. So that's one of the reasons why I try to keep up on shows. But then again, I don't have... I don't have a full schedule like you, so yeah. I can do that. Yeah, that's kind of the difference. I think I have an hour and a half to two hours at the most a night to watch TV. I think the so show that I, kind of, I think the show that kind of did this to me though, like Game of Thrones, was the one that knocked me off of spoilers. Like I started to not give a fuck about spoilers when I started watching that show. And yeah, was, I like kind of had to for that same reason. Because if, like, I used to be really invested in a show's, like, ending or, like, surprise twist or whatever the fuck. And then when it would get spoiled on the internet, I would be super pissed. And then, like, Game of Thrones was the one that kind of made me turn that page. Where it was just kind of like, you know what, I don't give a fuck about spoilers. Because I'm going to watch it anyway. And I'm going to enjoy it anyway. And the difference between surprised by it and just watching it and enjoying it was so minimal that it was just like, all right, I'm making way too big of a deal about it. Um, and yeah. I think it, it helped. That helped a lot as I started watching television shows going forward um, because I wasn't like just constantly on edge and worried about somebody saying like, oh my God, so-and-so showed up at the end. It was just like, I had stopped <laughs> talking about it. Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, people yeah. freaked the fuck out on that show when somebody spoiled it. <laughs> like, it was dude, hilarious. Yeah. Jonas, when uh, when the at the beginning of uh, Mandalorian, when when the when the child showed up, I posted a photo of the child with no reference to what it was from. Just there was just this this creature, and I had someone go, "Really, dude? What the fuck?" I'm like, "What? I didn't say what it was from or what it is or." Why I'm posting it? I just posted right. a photo, and they got super mad at me. Start chewing my ass out, and then they blocked and unfollowed me. I'm like, all right, dude, that's that's <laughs> yeah. all, that's all you. You can have that fucking drama. I don't care. I just posted a photo with no no nothing that tells you what it is or why it's on the internet. Right. That was, I think that if you were that invested, yeah, but if you are that invested in TV, you need to maybe take a step away from the TV and say, I need to get a life. If you are that invested, if that's the only thing you've got going in your life, you need to maybe go, maybe this is a good indication that I need to go out for a walk once in a while. I need to go see what's out on the outside world outside of my house. That's not involving a TV show, yeah. Well, that yeah. that person also worked in the industry, so I think that was part of it. But I don't know, just whatever. And I just, I, I, I just like look. I even the 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 the, the caption. You have for to the tell book, me later who it was. Huh? Oh, was I don't know. Worked in the industry. Name. It was just. It was. Uh, it was someone uh, who lives in California who was on my friends list. Um, I met through other like you know, creative people online, but, um, so yeah, what was I saying? uh, yeah, I, I basically just like, look, dude, it just, it's, I, I, the, oh yeah, the caption, the caption I put was non-spoiler or, or, uh, 
no 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 context spoiler because I didn't say what it was or what it was from. I think people knew that it was probably from the 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 Mandalorian because that was the only active Star Wars thing on in the world right. Right. But it's like I didn't say anything other than just you know no context spoiler, and they got they got super upset with me. So yeah, again, it's somebody who needs to like you. You're taking TV too seriously. That I have a I, I have a real issue with that. Like, um, I know I like to be able to sit down and watch a good good show, but if I have people over to visit, that's not the time to be watching TV. Turn that shit off and interact with other human beings, yeah. and yeah. be able to have some life, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I again, but I'm also a lot different than most people. Most people didn't grow up without a TV most of their life, so. I mean, I didn't have yeah, a TV yeah. growing up. We we didn't have electricity, so <laughs> I mean, we had a radio, <laughs> and yeah. we could talk I, about a song. I was the exact opposite of that. I literally watched TV every day, all day, if I could. Mom, mom made me go outside to play. You're spending too much time in front of the TV. You need to go outside and run off some of this energy you have, kind of thing. And back uh, when you had energy when you were young, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I think I still have energy. Mm-hmm. Just my body doesn't know how to handle it. So it just, I, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty. So how about that Vatican? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I could bring up. We talked. We talked briefly earlier about the the, the vaccines and stuff. I got my first vaccine shot. But, uh, uh, he said, she said the Vatican. Oh right, yeah. Not, I know, not, but not, that's okay. We're, I want to hear about the vaccine here. Um, I, I no, 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 no side effects yet. Okay, Jamal. I know we've talked about this. Would you? And this so, is okay, a so, real topic. I mean, this is a reality. Okay. So I was just telling Todd uh, before, like during the pregame, that I went to the I went to the hospital. I went to the uh, at a doctor's appointment on Friday, and uh, we were talking. Um, about the vaccine um, because I'm kind of like, explain to me this vaccine and, you know, tell me the pros and cons of taking the vaccine. And so what, this is what he had told me. He had told me that the, the people who have died taking the, whether it's the first or second dose, and this is what I believe in as well. He said that they probably had underlining health issues that had nothing to do with the vaccine. You know, if, right. if, if if they were gonna have a heart attack and die, they were gonna have a heart attack and die, whether they took the right. vaccine or not. If they were gonna die of whatever they had, of course, the vaccine is, of course, only to help prevent you catching the COVID virus. But aside from that, it doesn't do anything else. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't protect you from like other things that like any underlying issues that you may have. So what he tried, so what this particular doctor and the two other doctors that I talked to pretty much saying the same thing that it is very safe. This doctor had got his uh, vaccine in December and January and showed me his, you know, his little sticker on his ID and everything that, you know, and he said it is very safe. Um, He says, once we get a certain amount of citizens to take the vaccine, um, we can slowly but surely take the masks off, but a certain percentage of Americans have to be vaccinated in order for us to do that. So 
with that being said, of everything that I've said about the vaccine, uh, I think a, a lot of you know where my stance was. I'm going to admit that I may be slightly naive about this, but being that I asked the right people and so I educated myself in regards to the vaccine, I will be getting the vaccine. Yay! <laughs> what about you, Jonas? Uh, yeah, I've already gotten the first round. So, um, nice. I, I also grew up in a house um, with people that worked in medicine. So I've been around the medical industry and I've been around a lot of this stuff for almost my entire life. Um, so I know a lot about this stuff already. So as soon as it came out, I was, I was already like, um, in line to do it essentially, because I know about vaccines. I know about the pros and cons of them. I know about what goes into a lot of them. I know about what their purpose is. I know about how they work. Like I know a lot about this stuff. And when it comes to vaccinations, there's kind of a similar situation when somebody takes like an antibiotic. So if they have a underlying issue, like let's say they have an issue that either is like an autoimmune situation or if they have some sort of a sickness that kind of like keeps their um, immune system, keeps their immune system rolling all the time, like keeps it on high alert. When you take something like an antibiotic, or you take something like a vaccine, it kind of drops your immune system initially. So it drops it so that it can kind of like ramp up all of it to like, you know, to let this thing do what it's supposed to do. But for that brief window of time where it kind of drops your immune system, um, if you have something else going on underlying, it absolutely can take you out. Like it can totally fuck you up, but it's not the actual vaccine that does it. like, there's nothing in the vaccine that kills people. It's not that it's, it literally has to do with your immune system and whatever thing that you have going on that, um, you know, that can cause issues. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's well, any, people should take it like straight up. Like people should so take it's, it. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because that you come from a medical background because I do as well. My dad's a doctor and my mom was a corpsman in the Coast Guard. And we actually, I used to work in uh, research uh, right. at the VA hospital. And so one of the things that we used to do working in research was dealing with a lot of the different pharmacies and stuff that were coming up with different vaccines and doing uh, test studies and stuff. And one of the things that um, they tell you is that if they're doing a test on a medicine and they have like a hundred people uh, subjects in that group and one of those people has a heart attack they are required to list heart attack as a potential side effect of that medicine because they can't unequivocally rule out the fact that that medicine did not cause the heart attack for sure they're required to um and so that's why when you look at these people they listen to these list of scary side effects on some of the medication they're like fuck i'll just deal with the the, the, the disease instead of the medicine not realizing that they're required to because out of the 100 people 200 thousand people whatever that they did as test subjects whoever had those symptoms they had to list that okay and my dad like i said my dad's a doctor uh, my dad uh is a, it was a veterinarian and you go oh veterinarians that's not really a real doctor and i'll say well for sure it's for sure still a doctor i mean like that's yeah uh well well we're 
with with human medicine, you have doctors that study for six years and then they have to go into their specialties, right? So they do it like you have surgeons and then you have people who are specialized in cancer. You have people who specialize in the veterinary field. That's not the case. They're doctors for everything. So they actually are surgeons and everything else. They have to have all that additional. It's a lot harder to actually be a veterinarian um, than it is a specialist or you know, as opposed to a specialist because they have to, they don't specialize in anything. They have to know something about all of them. And it's funny because I asked my dad, my dad's 79, he'll be 80 this year. And I, I said, hey, dad, so when the vaccine comes available, are you going to get it? And he said, nope, not at all. <laughs> and I'm not surprised said, by that, honestly. And, and it's funny because my sister and my brothers have the same response. Uh, are you guys getting the vaccine? They're like, nope. And, and even myself, when I first heard, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. And so, and we all have the same reason. We don't know because of how fast, how rapidly they brought this out. They got this. We don't know what the long-term effects on people are. I, on the other hand, unlike, oh, sorry, uh, unlike, like how little excited when I was talking about this, smack my, my microphone. Um, I've actually been really contemplating getting the vaccine because a lot more people have been vaccinated and we haven't heard of any immediate negative impacts there's been like you said the one here and there but overall there's not been um and my reasoning being is that because i am around people who are high risk um diabetics and heart problems and medication for heart issues you know high blood pressure all this other stuff including my own self um is making me think more and more that it because i'm the one who's out and about more often i'm out dealing with people i was one of the front line people are essential personnel not really i don't wouldn't say necessary frontline but definitely essential personnel and dealing with a lot of people that i mean i had 31 cases of COVID that i had to deal with um because of that i'm thinking that i'm really contemplating getting the shots and mm-hmm. getting my immunization so that i'm protecting other people that i love and care about right I'm still undecided but well, here's the other thing I think also needs to be said about it is that there is a lot of information about it that gets either misconstrued or misunderstood. And there's also situations with it where like you, when you're talking about people that are high risk, you know, and stuff like that, like if you work with people on a regular basis that are high risk, then there's more of an incentive for you to do it, you know, for you to take it. But also Everywhere. here's the other thing. Right. You know, here's the other thing is that if you're if you're educated, like if you're educated about what the vaccines are and what they do and you decide not to take it, that's I like I have no problems with somebody not taking the vaccine, but I do have an issue with somebody putting it out there that you shouldn't take the vaccine. And the only reason I say that is, you know, yeah. And then like the main reason that I say that is because nine times out of 10, when somebody is saying that, they're saying it with an uneducated. And out of fear. Yeah, that type of thing. So I'm the exact opposite. I'm the exact opposite, Jonas. I want everybody to get vaccinated. Yo, go out there. Go, go. Be my guinea pig. I would would love that. I would love it. But everybody get it. Realistically. And then I'll I'll sit back and, and then. And then I'll be like, okay, now it's my turn. Like I want, to, I want to watch everybody else jump off that bridge first. I want everybody else right. to bungee jump first to make sure that you know. And I'll tell you, I have bungee jumps, so you know, 
I, I, it's not that I'm not willing to take risk in my life. I bungee jump. I watched my brother jump first, but this was a years after everybody had been doing it. And I was like, you know what? It's safe enough now. And I, I trust the safety of this product. I'm going to go ahead and, and put my hands, my life at the end of a, a bungee. Yeah. Well, in a grand scheme of things, I mean, as comedians, we always talk about getting back on stage and, you know, getting back to normal. I yeah. mean, if this is what it's going to take uh, for me to actually, you know, do a show in front of a full audience because the governor says, okay, we're going to yeah. open up 100% because we have enough people vaccinated where we don't have to worry about uh, group restrictions, then what do I have to lose, you know? Right. Um, so you can't really, I, I as a person, because again, you've heard my stances on this vaccine, you know, weeks on end about me not taking it. But then, you know, now that I've thought about it, I mean, I will say this on my own part. Hey, I have probably, I'm probably wrong about my thinking on this. And I can't say, well, you know, I can't complain about how things are and then not try to put myself to be a part of the solution, right. you know? So, right. Right. so you know, I, I, I figured since I'm going to go see this, this doctor, hey, you know, and, and, and again, I spoke to three doctors about this and they all roughly say the same thing, you know, um, it, like, hey, you know, you want to wear your mask till 2028, 20, no problem. But if you want to really not have to worry about wearing a mask, every, you know, wherever, every time you're going out somewhere and you want things to kind of come back to a certain point of normalcy, it is probably best to get vaccinated. And he's saying, I'm encouraging everyone to get vaccinated. You know, we've already lost a year, uh, a year and then some because, you know, we were shut in and, you know, our lives were pretty much on a holding pattern. I, I do want to get things back to normal. I do want to go back on the stage, you know, at 100% capacity. I want, there are a lot of things that I would like to get, through, you know, even as comics, you know, we, I, I, I could only do so many Zoom shows before I, I lose my fucking mind, okay? Like, right, straight up. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, like... uh. I performed in a train plat on a train station, you know, this past week. And I was like, you know what? I, I didn't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, like, yeah, let's do it question. right here. So Jamal and Jonas, you guys both, you guys are both uh, book shows. So let me ask you, would you in future give preference for comedians who have received the shot as opposed to those who haven't? When booking shows. Would I, would I, give, would I give preferential booking treatment to people that have? Yeah. Would you be more um, likely to book somebody if they've been, you know, if you've got two comics that are equal and, and that's being the, the, the kicker, they have to be equal because, you know. So two solid headliners. Performers, you've right. once been vaccinated and one hasn't. If it's, I mean, if it comes down to whether they've taken it or not, I'm not going to say that I would give preferential treatment to the one that has taken it. I won't say that. Um, but I will give preferential treatment to the one that is not acting like an idiot about it yeah you know what i mean like if somebody is like if somebody is out online and spouting off a bunch of uneducated bullshit about it and they're equal right. to a comic that has not been doing that but just hasn't taken the vaccine or whatever like the person that's off online spouting uneducated bullshit that's the person that i'm gonna put lower on the runs because it's like you are okay. actively doing things that can and will harm people so 
fuck you. Like, you can wait. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, that's where I draw the line. But as far as, like, vaccinated or not, no. I, I can't really do that just because obviously everybody has their reasons for taking it or not taking it. And I don't feel like I have the... Um, I don't feel like it's my place to kind of tell people, you know, that they have to take it or they don't have to take it or like treating somebody better because they have taken it compared to somebody that hasn't. Like, I just, I don't feel like I could do that. Yeah. I, um, I agree with Jonas. I wouldn't do that either. Um, I mean, if, if someone's being a dick about it online, it's like, okay, then you don't care about other people, you know, cause we're not in the business of putting people in harm's way. You know, right. I, I'm pretty sure Jonas wants people coming back to his shows because they have that expectation of, of safety. You know what I'm saying? As, yeah. as, as to my shows. Um, right. And if, if I would, if, if somebody's like, well, I didn't get the, the vaccine, that's fine. I'm going to have to ask you to wear a mask if you come into the venue. Straight I, up. Yeah. I, I will be wearing one too. Um, even if, even when I do get the vaccine, I'm still going to wear one just to be on the safe side um especially when we when we go on this tour these you know the i i told these venues i'm gonna be i'm gonna be coming in from new york i'm gonna be wearing a mask a lot of these venues are like okay would you mind if we have your guests wear a mask i'm like absolutely let them wear it you know what i'm saying like i'm all yeah by all means let let them wear a mask and if they sit down they can take it off or whatever but how far away is the stage from the audience, by the way? You know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I ask all these questions because, again, I'm not, we're not trying to get people sick or anything like that. All we want to do is perform, get back into performing. Right. That's it. And and, right. and, and, it's- and the reason I kind of pose that question is because, again, um, my, my day job, I'm HR, <laughs> HR and safety. And yeah. that's one of the questions that we have been and hr professionals have been dealing with since probably the pandemic started is when we come up to a where we do have a viable vaccine will you as an employer require your employees to get vaccinated and this was a battle that i was kind of having like um and, and when you're a producer you're basically you're employing you're employing the comics i get that they're like independent but you're still employing them so that question is something that there's a lot of variables to that. If you're requiring as an employer, your employees to wear, to be vaccinated, that if there's an issue, if, there, if there's any side effects or if there's something, you know, then you're on the hook and you're responsible for that. But as opposed to being an independent contractor, you know, you're saying if you've already been vaccinated, then I'll give you preferential booking right now as opposed to well you haven't had your vaccine yet okay well you're kind of lower on my lip and i would i would see that that as somebody who is booking a show i would i absolutely would if i knew that somebody if i had two headliners of equal talent one of them had been vaccinated and the other hadn't the one who hadn't is going to definitely be lower on my rotation than the person who has only because that brings for a safer you know you could even, you know, hey, do you mind if I share that information? Guess what? Our headliner this week is Jonas Barnes, and he's been vaccinated. You know what I mean? Right. And that makes them feel a little bit safer. Okay, well, you're coming in from New York, and you're coming into our area, into, you know, our little hoedown part of North 
Dakota or something. Okay, we'll go ahead and, you know, yeah, or you know, our little hodunk town of Utah. You know, hey, they the big city there has been vaccinated. When they have all this exposure to people, they're not going to bring it into me. You know, right. and I think that that is, I think that is something that you know would definitely motivate me as a comedian. I'd be like, I mean, I have a better chance of getting booked if I had the vaccination versus I haven't had it yet. Well, okay, that might push me over. You know, but but the, also the thing is, um, being that. Oh, well, first of all, congratulations, Jonas, on being vaccinated, because that's one less thing I have to worry about when we go to North Carolina. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, and that's another and that's another reason why I, I've decided I'm going to get vaccinated, because I am going to be going to a lot of these places. And I know some of their numbers are, are you know, some country, some parts of the country, their numbers are still up. So the last thing I want right. to do is go. You know, get sick while I'm on the road. I'm, I'd, I'd rather just nip this entire thing in the bud and just get vaccinated, be able to show my card like a detective, like, hey, I've I'm, I'm been vaccinated, so I'm, I'm good. You know, and then just just keep it moving. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's about time that again we preach how we want things to get back to normal. Um, I, I always said I, I'm going to wear this mask well into you know the future, whatever. But at the same time, I think if they see that we're vaccinated. Um, it keeps us as performers from doing what we wanted from what we want to do. You right. Know, we're not, we're, we're not leaving. We're not giving people any kind of ammunition being like, Oh, Jonas and, you know, Jamal came to, you know, the small town in Charlotte and got everybody sick. No, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the news because of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So here's another question. Have any of you actually had COVID yet? I have. I was yeah. gonna say because I I did have it. I had it like uh, I want to say like two months ago, or so. Oh, shit. Okay, I had it in February of last year. Yeah, I had it. Yeah, I had it like two months, two two and a half months ago. So we actually had like a there was kind of like a little outbreak that happened uh, in Bushwick. Um, one of my friends, his entire apartment building got it, and then pretty much everybody in our apartment ended up having it over the over the span of like two weeks or so. Um. And, like, it's kind of, it's funny because, like, people that talk about it being just as bad as the flu or just the same as the flu or whatever, like, yo, that's, that is so incorrect. Like, you know, I didn't even have all the symptoms at all. Like, I only had maybe a third of the symptoms. And it was a lot fucking worse than the flu. Like, it sucked. And, you know, I, anything I can do to prevent somebody else from having to go through that, like, especially somebody that it would hurt more, I'm all about that. Like, you know, I'll do whatever I can to yeah. prevent that from happening to somebody else because straight up, it sucked. Like, it's one of the, I'm not going to say like it was, it felt like deadly or anything like that, but it straight up was like a miserable week and a half. See, that's part of the problem for me is, like I said, um, I I have had to deal with 31 employees getting COVID. Right. And so that I was directly having to deal with uh, via phone and emails and stuff like that. But of those 31, this is where it gets very, um, it's misleading. 31, I had an outbreak in one of our facilities where 15 of the 24 people tested positive. Right. Of those 15, of those 15, only two were sick. The others sure. didn't even have fevers. None of them even had fevers. They were like, are you serious, Marianne? I can't come to work. I feel like it's allergies. Uh, of 
16th person later tested positive. She found out when she was going in for procedure, it was mandatory that they did a COVID test and she came back. She's like, I can't believe I have COVID. She goes, I don't, I feel yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with me. So of those 31 people, only four were sick where they had sure. symptoms and of that, that they were the only ones that actually had, I think maybe six of them were sick and four of them had fevers. Um, and that's right. why it's very like, it, it, and don't, don't think that I'm taking it lightly because I'm not. This is something I've, I'm doing everything to avoid. I've actually had, right. um, I've had, I've had seven COVID tests myself. And I'm telling you anything, I, I think about how painful I, and I think a lot of it too is I think about, I know that the shot's really painful and I just recently had a pneumonia shot. I, I sit here and go, I don't know what's in it. And I'm not sure about the long term. And I got, there's a, they're like, we recommend that you at your age and your health conditions you get a pneumonia shot. And I'm like, okay. And they, and I didn't even question that. They gave me a shot. It hurt like hell. I'm telling you that shit, the pneumonia shot. My yeah, pneumonia arm, shots suck. Yeah, they really suck. It fucking hurt for two fucking weeks. At one point it was hurting so bad and all the way radiant it down into my chest. I was thinking I was having a heart attack and it was just the pain from that pneumonia shot really later. I'm like, good God, is this COVID shot worse? Because I've heard about all the pain and I'm thinking if that's the case, I'm going to have it in the, in the right arm so that I won't be thinking if it radiates down that I'm, I'm having a heart attack. But I, I didn't hesitate. And that's the other reason why I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm taking kind of a, a step back from that fear and ignorance. And that's what it is. I'm not wanting to get the, the, the shot is that fear and ignorance of, I don't know what's in there. I'm afraid because nobody knows what the, the long term is. Right. But instead of taking that stance, I want to go, okay, let's educate further on this and see because i know that covid has been around covid has been around and that's why everybody goes you know this was this was this is a conspiracy they they planted this because if you look at a lifestyle can it says that it even fights against covid yes it does however the reason why they call it coronavirus 19 is from 2019 right okay covid coronavirus covid 19 2019 it's a different variant than what it was on the Lysol camp. So they've actually been studying this for the last 10 years. Yeah, They've already had this, that they've been working on the vaccine. This just accelerated it because when the COVID variant of the, the 2019 came out, that's the deadly one. That's the one that was creating so much more of a pandemic, such an issue. And then of course, it like a virus, any virus does, it mutates and that mutation is what makes it more transmissible and it's not that it's more deadly it's just more transmissible so it's more people are getting it so that's that's one of those things that i am very i i don't know i think about i would probably get i I, man getting nose fucked for the the (laughs) test yeah it sucks oh my god this last bitch i almost got out of my car and punched her she made me so mad she just ran, she didn't even say, you know, like it was, it's, it's like the happy new year. They're going to poke you in your butt and you didn't even know they were coming. Like, right. oh, I didn't, you know, that was that accidental anal. And it, like this bitch just reached uh-huh. over, went into my window and rammed it in my nose, touched the back of my tongue and whipped it out. Like she ripped it out. Anybody knows if they have that COVID test is when it comes out, it hurts just as bad. I was not prepared for it. And I was like, Hey, that shit hurt. And she goes, yeah, so. 
<laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like, I was like, I was ready. She walked away before I could just fuck a door banger. <laughs> you know, the, the, the first time, the first time that I ever got a COVID test, it dawned on me that it was one of the only positive things that came out of me having years of cocaine addiction is that that nasal swab didn't do shit. It didn't fucking hurt <laughs> at all. Dude, I, like, they were like, you didn't even wince. I was like, you have no idea what I put up my nose. Like, like don't worry about it. <laughs> no. It's like, uh, this deviated septum here, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh and all God. that all that shit up there, it's dead. It is fucking dead. Like, you can go ahead and put that nasal oh. swab in there. It doesn't do nothing. And then I think, like, the, My- third one that, the third one that I had, I got a person that was particularly aggressive with it, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, oh. there it is. There's that. Okay, yeah. I see what people are saying now. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, is my first two, the first one, she went in with a cotton and just like wheeled around in my nose and, and it was it was like a, a Q-tip. And I was like, okay, why is everybody complaining about the pain? The second one, they said, okay, you need to do it to yourself. And they had you hold it. And so I went up and I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, again, that's not that bad. The third one, they did. And that was the proper one. And he yeah. goes, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to hurt. And they, this was so nice. Like this, I equate it to like sex. Like if you're going to fuck me, hand me tissues first so that I can clean up afterwards. And that's what they did. Right. They were, were so yeah. nice. They handed me some tissues and they took the nose swam and they rammed it. And he goes, it's going to hurt. He goes, stop, stop squishing your face. That makes it hurt worse. He goes, relax your face, relax your face. And again, I, I started relaxing and he it went all the way in and my eyes instantly started watering. And then he gently brought it out. And I was like, that was so nice. It hurt like hell, but you were so gentle. Thank you. And then he <laughs> did the other nose. And I was like, oh, God. And my eyes are just watering because you can't stop it. And then he came out and I was like, thank you. You were so gentle. You were so sweet. Thank you. I wanted to tip him. And then, yeah. And then I, the last one being this, this bitch who just, like, she had a, a vendetta against me or something like i'm not the one who's making you nose fuck me lady you know this is the this is a requirement for this colonoscopy like i'm about maybe to get maybe, fucked twice yeah, yeah. Maybe, that's maybe. why I, that, that's why i had to get mine and whenever i went to go get it i remember you telling me how uncomfortable it was because that's what i went in bearing in mind i'm like and then she was like okay so your first reaction is you're probably going to push me out of the way and I was like oh so this is going to be painful she was like it's only going to take you I'm going to do 10 seconds each natural and I'm like oh shit so I gotta I'm gonna be in hell for 20 seconds just mm-hmm. let me do my job and you know I'll try to be as gentle as possible and she jammed that thing so far up in there I don't think I remembered math for like 30 seconds yeah um, so Mary what you're saying is that they should have used a lot more lube. They should have. They absolutely should have. They should use any at all. If I'd have had a snotty nose, I'd have been happy. <laughs> oh, Could they probably would have first. They would have probably been in a hazmat suit if you were like dribbling from your nose or something. They're like, oh my god, um, why, why the fuck is she in the building? Like, you, you guys know protocol. Well, the, the so the third time was because of. The first three were all because of exposures. The fourth time, I actually legitimately was sick. I was so like the third time after he knows fucked me, and he was so gentle about it and gave me tissues to wipe. I was like, I want to go get some ice cream. 
I deserve a freaking blizzard for this. And so I drove to Dairy Queen and was pissed because they were closed. I was like, you bastards. All I wanted was some fucking blizzard. So the fourth time, or fourth or fifth time, because Lord, I'm losing count. I think it was maybe at this point. No, we were fourth, fifth time. The fifth time, I was actually sick. And I was like, fuck, Dairy Queen. I'm so sick. I just want to go home and go to bed. I was, and I was, I was, I was legitimately concerned that I actually had it because I had all the symptoms. And thankfully I got the test results a few hours later that said, no, you're just, you've got the flu or the, your cold, you've got a cold. So I was very thankful for that. But, you know, it's, it, it is concerning. It's something that I legitimately, when I go to get that test, I'm, you know, when it's, when I hear about an exposure, it's, I get that, that, that gut clench feeling about, could this be it? I mean, could this, I don't know how I have a lot of those health issues. Cause let's face it, I'm 50 fat out of shape and just don't, I make poor life choices. You know, clearly <laughs> I don't look like this cause I've made good choices and hit the gym, you know? So it is something that I'm like, you know, I, I I I don't really want to go out that way. I don't want to go out that way. That's not my, you know, I mean, nobody really wants, I want to go out in my sleep or, you know, or, or just in the middle of an amazing, amazing orgasm, you know, like everybody, I think that's everybody's optimal way of going out, you know, yeah. having a massive heart attack during an orgasm. I'm like, fuck yeah, this was worth it. You okay, know, yeah. uh, you, you know, those it gets to the pearly gates and P- St. Peter's like, so how did you die? He's like, oh, I didn't wear a mask. He's like, no, right. you're, you're in the wrong place, dude. Take the escalator down. Only, only the good ones die of an <laughs> orgasm. I'm sorry. Dude, could and you, could you, could you imagine how insufferable the person that made you come that hard would be for the rest of their lives? Just like, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. I made her come so hard that she died. Be like, get the fuck out of here, Travis. Leave. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> get a permanent smile. A, yeah, I just picked a random white name. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> look like one of those. She had a thir- she had a thermos smile, you know. That yeah. big ass grin on her face. Yeah. You, you no, well, we've already we've already determined that I'm 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 actually locked into one person for the rest of my life. You know, I'm like, Good. I've caught enough. So I'm like, I caught my limit. Right. So it would be Romeo and that poor man. He, he would, he, he would be, he, he freaks out if he thinks he hurts my feelings. You know, so I can't imagine how like he would never be able to live with himself. He wouldn't be one of those people that would get on stage and said, I killed that pussy. I killed it. <laughs> you know, went out with a smile. And, 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 and her. So that's why she couldn't be with us. she's here in spirit but here's the thing though like my thing is if i was to give somebody that great of an orgasm to the point where they died i mean i committed murder or manslaughter at least um so i was like how do you explain that to the cops like what happened here well she kept saying oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god and then she just flatlined Right. You know, that would be a tough. That would be a tough one. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a tough one to explain. Like, if I was the detective, I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up! You think you're that good? You know, right. like, <laughs> like, like nobody's that good at sex. With a kid. like, maybe she got a heart attack. I'm like, no, she kept saying, "Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God." I'm, you know, she was like Red Fox. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Except for I literally was coming. <laughs> So you know, she like squirted on me and then just died, you know, like right yeah. there, squirted and then that perma smiling. Like, 
for me, yeah. Like, how do you how do you explain that in a gym? What'd you do? Well, I fucked this chick to death. Wow, you're a stone cold killer. Like, no, I literally like <laughs> had, you know, well, I well, fuck that guy. He's been stealing my pudding, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, you know, is that a they criminal offense? Can you go to jail for that. No, the judge would be like, you know what? There's no statute. There's no statute that I have found <laughs> that says yeah. that if you are fucking somebody to death, that you're responsible. Could be a heart issue. Could be that, you know, I've never seen uh, like, autop- mm-hmm. like autopsy videos of people being split in half, literally. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I work <laughs> in the industry. I've never had like dude. <laughs> You want to see what somebody getting fucked to death look like? Come downstairs in this basement. Like I've, I've never, I've never seen or heard that shit. So, speaking you know. of speaking of pudding, Marianne, did he ever get back to you? No, no, he did not, and I did not anticipate that he would. So, Jonas, if you're wondering what we're talking about, I don't know if, if you ever met Eric Pudden Lorenzen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know who he is. So, I I think I was shit talking him last weekend. No, you were, you were. And don't, don't, don't oh, I totally was shit talking him. I was totally shit talking him, and uh, our guest Ruben Kirsten uh, kind of challenged me, like, "Oh, you're only saying that because he's not here enough to watch this." And I called him, and I got his voicemail, and I had him on speakerphone so everybody could tell that it was him. And I was like, "Putin, this is Marianne Riley." Yeah, I don't remember what I said, but he never did return my call. I was kind of, I said, "These guys are saying I'm talking shit about you because you can't hear me. Fucking call me so I can talk shit to your face." That's great. So, yeah, I've known. I've he known did not. Putin. I've known Putin for years. Yeah. Well, okay, so he blames me for his comedy because I'm the first person to put him on stage. Uh, we were doing, um, I, I used to have a room called the, the Camel Toe here in Spanaway. And, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, and so he, he was there with his son, one of his sons. And of course, I know this is going to shock a lot of you who know him, but he was drunk as shit. And his son was like, my dad wants to get on stage. And I'm like, I got time to kill. Get him up there. And he actually did okay for his first time drunk as shit on stage. But, right. you know. Yeah. People so. weren't around laughing at what he was saying. They were laughing that he was fucking drunk. Yeah, he, he's, he's occasionally, he's funny. But, you know, um, he's, he's more of a shoot himself in the foot kind of person. So he's too busy. Anyways. But he is. Yeah, dude, is, and he doesn't I've, do comedy. Yeah, I've known him for I've known him for many many years, and uh, a lot of times that like I've seen him on stage, he very much is like a shoot from the hip type of person, type of comic. Um, yeah. And it consistently uh, is him shooting himself in the foot. But yeah. you know, whatever, teach their own. I mean, he fucking you know. he has has been fucking around with comedy for quite a few years now at this point. Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't even really do it anymore. And the thing is, though, is, is that I've seen him actually be really funny when he's actually prepared. But a lot of times. For sure. He's, and this is, this is true of a lot of people. And I'm not going to just call him out on this. This is very true of a lot of people who do, to want to do comedy is that they think that it's, it's quite okay. Just get shit faced and then get up there and nah. I, can, I can kill it. And man, I'm, I personally, will never um most i'll have and i don't even like even have an a full drink i might have half a drink at the most but i don't even like to do that because i would i don't want 
it, it it absolutely slows down your reaction. It slows down your thinking. It slows even even a half a drink impacts what you're doing, and it absolutely shows in your performance. And so I'm just um, I I personally I'm too much of a concentrate on the the show. I want to be able to know that I can move. I can get deviated from my set and still be able to come back and recover and still be able to have that 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 professionalism. And have it come across more polished. It's a hell of a lot more polished when you're not drinking than if you have any kind of, or stoned or anything else. That's just, and that's right. my personal opinion. And that's for me personally. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that that's true of everybody, but for me personally. But when you, I don't care who you are, you can be the best of the best. You get shit by drunk. I watched Sean Rouse walk an entire crowd of 120 people because he was shit oh, yeah. by drunk. Was that right? Jazz Bones? That was Jazz Bones, right? No, no, that was at the Comedy Underground in Tacoma. He did the first show he did, and he was drinking vodka the whole show. The first show packed packed us. It was a Friday night, too. That's what was so surprising. We had a packed house on the first show. Second show, packed house. And he got so shit-faced, he was talking just to the two chicks in the front row, right at the corner of the stage. And when he looked up, he looked over at Jason, and he's like, Jason, he goes, was I that bad? And Jason, you know, Jared was like, oh, no, Sean, Sean, it was just, you know, you did great. You did fine. And the whole crowd left and went to go get yeah. their money back. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I saw, I've seen both Sean Rouse and Andy Andrist do something very similar, yeah. um, but it was a Jazz Bones. And Andy, um, Andy, who, by the way, Andy Andrist, like, he's sober now. And that is crazy for anybody that knows Andy Andrist. Like, that's insane um yeah he's been he's yeah. been sober for a while now but he yeah he went to jazz bones and he had to him and sean this is the only time i've ever seen, seen this him and sean rouse both individually on their headlining shows that they did at jazz bones had to be escorted out of the building by the bouncer mm-hmm. because the audience wanted to fucking kill them the audience was so pissed <laughs> like and it was like they were straight angry and um yeah one of and then like sean sean almost walked the crowd but the crowd decided instead of walking they were just going to make him terrified um and it worked (laughs) yeah sean was like the give i mean he was so stoked up and everything from uh, you know the cerebral was it um rheumatoid arthritis thank you and he was so like he like a good strong wind would have blown him over, For you know. Sure. And yeah. it's jazz bones was always one of those ones, though. That jazz bones, ooh, that's a rough crowd, anyways. For me personally, mm-hmm. jazz bones is my he is ab, is absolutely my uh, uh, my Jonas Well, it absolutely is. I have never ever anytime I've been at jazz bones ever had a good show ever. Any, really. I've eat, I've eaten a dick every fucking time. I hate performing at jazz bones. And I talked to Riggs, and I think him and I and Riggs says the same thing. Riggs has never had a good show at jazz bones, and I and I, I'm so mad that they're not doing comedy there anymore because I wanted to slay that dragon. I wanted to you know, get to the point where I could get up there and and just because it was like that one that just every time fucked me over. And I, I was talking to Riggs and he goes, it's because we're really tall and they have the, the stage is so tall, so high up and the, the tables are so far back that you really have that disconnect. 
from the audience. And I was like, that makes sense to me. Cause I've just, I put me in a pit where the people are, are sitting above me. I love that. I love, that's my favorite right. place, to have the people up above. That's my favorite, but to have me up, no, I'm too self-conscious. Yeah, Jazzbones is an interesting room. I've had some of my best shows ever there, but I've also eaten the biggest pile of shit um, <laughs> at the, in that room. The first time I ever headlined it, it was probably the worst show that I've ever had. And there was a lot of stuff that was going against it too. But at the end of the day, like my set was just terrible. Like it was bad. Um, and like, I could not fucking wait for that show to be done. I really could not. Like, <laughs> It was one of those that's, ones that's, where, that's, like, shows, I was, oh, as you say, those those shows yeah. where you sit there, and because you're getting paid and you have to fill the time, you're like, num num num. This, which anybody else want to bite? It's delicious. Num num num. <laughs> yeah, forty five minutes. Yeah. Fuck, man. It was one of those ones where I was looking at it, like, because you know, at Jazz Bones, it has the clock at the back of the room that you can kind of see how long mm -hmm. you've been on stage. And I was looking yes. at it and it wasn't like I blew through my material or anything. I was like, my pacing was fine, but I was like halfway through my set. And it was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I have 25 minutes left. I want uh, to die. Like, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I wow. hate, I, I hate the shows. And anybody, you know, uh, anybody who's ever done those shows knows Oh man, I did a show in Eastern Washington with Lonnie Bruin, and I tell you what, we will never talk about it. <laughs> that show, we literally both left that show. We drove; it was the longest, fucking quietest drive home, seven-hour drive home ever. Like we both left that venue, yeah. like we had our panties in a bag and didn't want to talk about anything. It was we were all happy and excited when we were driving to the venue and we were having a good conversation and all excited. We left and we were like radio doesn't we got no radio <laughs> we oh, got man. so it's dead silence and we're like i'm like dude can you at least pretend you're fucking sleeping <laughs> it's not so hilarious yeah it was it was a horrible yeah oh god that was bad it was bad yeah um, yeah i remember uh i was uh opening for dan saint germain in eastern washington and it was during the new year's e new year's time so toward the end of december and uh, we had a Thursday, Friday, no, we had a Friday, Saturday, wait, no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday show. So we had two, we had one show each of those days. And um, the Thursday, Friday were horrible. It was so bad. We had to drive across, a. I drove across a blizzard uh, to get, I mean, it was such a, it took me literally six hours to get there. Luckily, I left early. I left at 1 p.m. And I had to drive across this blizzard and saw cars on the side of the road or whatever. We ended up getting there 15 minutes before the show started. So I didn't have time to go into my hotel or anything. I just went straight there. We do the first show. First of all, the first host, not so good. Pretty much brought the show down. And then uh, the, the other act went up, like the, the op one of the openers went up and uh, they weren't feeling the opener. And then I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'm going to come up next and we're going to rock it out. They played my theme song. And the audience, <laughs> the audiences might as well have just pointed a gun to themselves and just blew their brains out during the show because they were not feeling us. And then Dan goes up 
that is funny. I was laughing at his stuff. The audience wasn't feeling him either. So he wasn't happy about the show at all. Same thing Friday. We go up and uh, it's the same thing. Dull, 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 dull. Dan's not happy. So this is what he does. We need, we ended up getting a new host, another opener, and then me and Dan had breakfast the next morning and we're like, hey man, these shows suck. And Dan was already <laughs> Dan was already upset anyway because of his traveling arrangements. So he wasn't even happy already. He's right. like, we got he's like, I have a half a mind. Do you think I should leave? And have them find another headliner. I'm like, no, don't do that. I was like, no, don't do that. Stay, collect the check. You know, think about the check. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, you know, I talked him into staying. I was like, look, I'm gonna go back to my hotel room. I'm gonna, I'm going to prepare myself to to open for you the best I can. So Saturday night comes, we go. The host, I I pull the host aside. And I'm like, look, man, you you see that audience out there? You got to bring it. You have to bring it. No pressure, but you got to fucking bring it. Your girlfriend's out there? Is that her out there? I just saw you guys holding hands. You can't afford to fuck this up. She's watching. <laughs> she's watching you. This is going to determine whether she continues fucking you or not. Like, you wanted, <laughs> you wanted to do this, right? So... He's like, okay, I need to step out the room for a second and, 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 and get prepared. I'm like, all right. Dan is seeing this. Dan is like, oh, he's like, you, he's like, you weren't lying when you say you produce shows. I'm like, look, I'm going to hold myself to that standard. The host, the host brings it. Does such a great job. The opener follows suit. Does such a great job. I get up there. We're knocking it out the park. Dan is like super excited. He goes up there, crushes. And it was just like, okay, good. At least right now, you know, we got one good show out of it. Now we got to do Sunday. Sunday, packed house, same host, same opener, me. We crush it. And at this point, we're batting, you know, we're batting 500. But hey, it's better than what we were doing before. We were just getting the shit kicked out of us by the audience. So yeah, we end up, uh, he ended up being super happy. He was like, hey, man, you know, Way to, way to take charge of the show and, uh, you know, the pregame because, you know, the first two people we had on the first two shows, it was just like, why even bother show up if you're going to phone it in? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had this guy sitting on a, on a table by himself writing notes, probably revamping his set. Like, I cannot afford to fuck this up. And he did. He did a great job for, for a host, you know? So, yeah. I don't like, I, like you saying, Marianne, I don't like taking those long ride homes, you know, knowing that I sucked at a show. Like, no, I don't, yeah. I'd rather suck locally where the drive home is a lot shorter and I can yeah. just hop in my bed and cry myself to sleep. I don't want to do that, you know, when I'm five and a half my, uh, hours away from my home and it's a long drive and I'm trying my best not to listen to depressing music and swerve my <laughs> steering wheel 45 degree angle and just go off a cliff or something. Yeah, dude, those, those painful, those painful drives in between triple run shows, those things, those are the worst drives. 
like in between triple run shows like when you go to like one shitty one after another and then you have to drive back with each other it's just it hurts <laughs> like it hurts to be in the same car with the person <laughs> where it's like yeah we both experienced that trauma and we're just gonna sit there and wallow in it at this point Ugh, i i never yeah. want to go through that you uh, did you ever do the trouble runs jamal no thank god i'm so happy you didn't have to go be as your friend i am so happy that you never had to experience those pieces of shit shows and like he had honestly he had like two of them that were okay um one of them was jokers in richland which is actually a really good place uh, jokers in yeah. richland is dope but the yeah, majority of the for that yeah the majority he of the actually, rest of his shows ugh. so he actually um ugh. I never got to do a triple run. That was always, I know it was sad. I was one of my dreams to do. I did, um, I actually did the Tri-City Joke Off. And oh, yeah. this is where it was, we did four weeks of competition, um, knocked out 36 comics and I came in third. And because he told me I was too dirty. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I lost the guy telling rape jokes. And he told me, he goes, you can get away with more dirty than they can because of your facial expressions because but you were way too dirty and i was like it wasn't i mean and to me my big win on that was the guy who actually took second when i got off stage he actually tackled me gave me a huge hug he's like i'd be honored to lose to you that was amazing and i was like thank you i had a great time and then uh yeah uh so to come in and i was like fuck you First of all, you know, what did you guys become the Bible belt of Washington triple run? I mean, you fucking Richland, <laughs> Washington, you know, but, and I was really mad at Riggs because I told Riggs what I, and Riggs was like, Riggs was coaching me. And so afterwards, when I, I was coming, I was driving home and I called Riggs and he goes, yeah, I could have told you he's, he doesn't like dirty. You could have told me that before I did the show. I could have changed up my set. Really? Thanks. Yeah. He, um, Tribble gave me shit for being dirty, um, and I can't remember which show I was on, but he, no, it was Wild Horse Casino in Pendleton, and he mm. gave me shit for being dirty, he, uh, I, I had done the show, I don't remember who it was that I was featuring for, but I did the show, and f- for all intents and purposes, especially for that room, I did okay, like, it was probably the best that I had ever done in that room, which is not by any means saying anything like necessarily good, but um, I still, I did okay. And uh, the next day he had texted me and said, Hey, I got a report uh, that you were really dirty last night and they can't have you do that. And I texted him back. I was like, who in the fuck decided to say that I was dirty last night? I was like, was it the manager or was it the headliner? He goes, well, I'm not going to tell you who messaged me. I was like, whatever. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I just, uh, I won't be dirty in Pendleton again. Um, and then the next show that was on that one was the infamous Idaho Falls show, um, which is at the Pepper Tree Inn in Idaho Falls. It is universally the worst venue in the entire country. Like, it is so bad. And I went up and did that one. And I featured for it. I did 30, uh, it was a 30-minute feature set. And I, I said, fuck it. I just decided to do the dirtiest, filthiest, darkest, raunchiest set that I could possibly do um, in that room. And 
I got a text message from the next day that was like, I heard you did great last night. And I was like, okay, it was the manager. <laughs> I was like, that's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, now I know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I miss, I honestly, I miss a lot of the shows. Um, I miss a lot of the shows uh, from the Pacific Northwest. Like I really do. Both my best and worst show that I've ever had in my entire life were both in Nate Jackson's room in Tacoma. Oh, oh, Nate's. Oh man, I I, I, loved I don't Nate's remember room. what the room was. I don't remember what the room name was. was it was the was, one. Was it Varsity Grill? Yeah, it was Varsity. That Grill. was a great yeah, room. I, yeah, it totally room. was. It was all within a month. Within a month, I had the worst show of my entire life, the worst set of my entire life, because I never knew that bombing, like not even necessarily doing badly, I never knew that the silence of 350 black people could hurt that bad. Like, <laughs> like it, oh, it's God, dumb. Yes. Like, oh, fucking oh, hurt. And then they came back I like four weeks Nate's later room. and had a great show. But yeah, Nate's, Nate's rooms are amazing. Oh my God. He has, oh, I remember the first time I went to go check out his room and I had, we were just coming back from doing the underground and we were going to go we were checking it out and I had somebody ask me there they're like oh you're gonna try and get up and I was like fuck no I, I look I was wearing a t-shirt jeans and tennis shoes I'm like there's no, no fucking way as a female I am getting in front of these women looking like this because they're gonna be like mm, mm, that's a heifer thing she's fucking doing coming here trying to disrespect us do you see what she's got on her fucking feet that's because that's I know that that's what they say because that's what they said to me when I was in the bathroom he was in the, the women's room. I'm like, there's no way. That was only a handful. There's no fucking way I'm getting on stage in front of all these women to get crucified. So when I did show up, I made sure I had on some really nice boots. I had on some real, a really nice blouse and, and some nice jeans. And I looked, I, I made sure that I looked really good because there was no fucking way I was going to crucify myself because they wouldn't have listened to any of the jokes I had to say if I, if I didn't present myself properly. Right. And, and that's, you know, there's there's that difference between know the room that you're going to be doing and make yeah. sure that you're you're dressing appropriately. Absolutely. All right, guys. It's about that time. Yes. Um, I do want to uh, I do want to thank you, Jonas Barnes, uh, for doing this. Uh, this was great. Definitely, man. Yeah, um, I'm glad I was able to make it in. Yeah, just thank a, you so much. Uh, a, a, a selfless uh plug. Jonas will be featuring for me in Cornelius, uh, North Carolina on Saturday, May 1st at Studio 13. I am so looking forward to this. Um, I know how funny Jonas is and uh, tickets are available now. Um, Jonas, thank you very much for doing this. As per, as per usual, Marianne, thank you very much. And Cousin Todd, thank you. Uh, that has been our show. Uh, as Marianne would always say, uh, behave yourself and make good decisions and uh, get vaccinated. Don't be a douchebag like me. Yes. <laughs> well, I love how he said that I would say that. Yes, get vaccinated, make good choices. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod. That's N O T. A-B-O-U-T, the letter U-P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.